Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, and welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2022 Wyndham Championship Live Chat, Final Bets, DraftKings Ownership, and the Weather Report for the week. Thank you all for watching. Smash the like button to the episode while you're here. And if you missed Monday's show, shame on you. Go check that out with myself and Jeff Feinberg. The research show is out as well. And Tambo, we dropped the first Cust Jeff NFL show of the year. It's time. It was completely off the rails three minutes in. Yeah. To be expected, of course. Yeah. I think that's what the people want. That is exactly what the people want. Uh, We have part two of that. That'll probably be out next week. I have David Behrman from ESPN on for tomorrow's show, talking about futures, NFL futures, college football futures, which I know nothing about, but he's very sharp at this stuff. He works on game day, so he should know this stuff. Anyway, uh, let's talk about world. I'm I'm sorry to see you got bounced in the Fantasy Golf World Championship, but we were talking about it right before the show. And I think it applies to this week because we were talking about all like the very condensed chalk in the field at the Wyndham. And I just want to kind of get your side of it because like you would even mention Big T, although he came close to qualifying. He was boxed out from some of this stuff and why. Yeah, last week, if you played all the chalk, you did really well, especially in the small field. A lot of guys got boxed out. Like, again, if you have multiple lineups, I think it made sense to make lineups that could get you up to the top if the optimals and stuff hit. But for me, that's just not how I play, right? It was a top 40. It was not a 50-50 like the week before when it was a 150 out of 300. I played a similar, I played the wave, the AMPM that kind of ended up working out the winners and stuff. Everything didn't work out completely, but had a one and a half stroke advantage. But I threw the GIF up last week. It was the, the Billy Madison, the classic, Adam Sandler tapping the chalk together and I put the logo up on it and I was Mrs. Lippy with the, the glue on my face. It's just, you're done, right? If you, if you didn't have the team, I put leverage into the squad. Like I had chances to find my way up there when Denny cannot find a putter, when CT Pan wants to shoot four over. Like I had guys that, that I liked that I put in the lineup and I had guys that were popular, like 70% owned Cantlay, which you just sort of expected that top five doesn't always work out that way, but that's what you got from them. So I, you know, I thought I set it up well. I played to get top 40 or not be in it at all. That, that's really what it came down to and excited. I'll still be down there. I'm excited <laughs> for those that made it down there. It's going to be a good time for sure, but get back, work harder for next season, just like I always say. Even the guy who had the 15 entries only ended up with five, didn't he? Uh, yeah, Peter Gibbons, he went down to five. I think McLovin had nine, went down to five. There was, uh, uh, there's 20, put it this way, it's a 40 man event or 40 person, I should say, event that's down to 27 based on the additional entries that some have. How popular is Finau in that? 18%. Yeah, so not that much. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that much at all. And then uh, Cam Young was like, I think 20, but he ended up actually scoring as much exactly in DraftKings points as Cantley did at 71%. So, like I said, in that, there was a, you, like you had 30% owned Wyndham Clark, 30% owned, and they're 31, 32 each, but uh, Rogers, that was like the common value pairing and at that the bottom, worked. and it, they both crushed. It worked. <laughs> so uh, once you did that, and then it was the Henley, Siwoo, uh, Webb Simpson, 
that range sort of in there. Webb didn't completely pan out. We're going to obviously talk about him today, but you know, that was the situation there. And then you had your Cam Davis and your three guys at the top, basically any combination of that you were in. Yeah. The reason that I wanted to talk about this is when we were looking at the ownership projections for this week at the Wyndham, where everything is consolidated around the same six ish guys, at least that's how it appears at the moment that you're going to play these guys and you're probably going to min cash if they hit. If you don't play them, you're probably going to lose. But if they fail and you're on the other side of it, you actually have a chance to win. And I know it sucks not playing some of these guys that you know are probably really good plays, objectively. But if you actually want to win, and you lose every week anyway, this is kind of the way that I look at it. Like, I'm looking to hit one, maybe two big scores every single year. Because all I'm doing is playing giant field GPPs. And some years I don't get that because it's incredibly difficult to get yourself to the top. And if you're not at the top, like, you know, you come 17th in the big $5. That's great. It's not paying for the year. You come third, it pays for three years. So I would... It's not that I would rather lose every week, but I want to get into a position where if I do have a shot, I'm in it. And I feel like this is one of those weeks where if you don't play the chalk, the chalk might just crush here. Because the chalk does generally crush at tournaments like this, especially at the high end, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But you need to make your stances somewhere and just play to win, which means you're probably going to lose. You're going to lose most weeks anyway, so that, like you say, you should be playing to win, which is oftentimes fading the guys that you just, you know, feel are the best play, and that's why they have the ownership. Of course they look good. We'll get to Siwoo later. Your boy, and we'll hear where you're at. I mean, he once sent you, I believe, a birthday wish that told you this was his (laughs) His favorite favorite course. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we could see that, too, the the Cameo Express from Mr. Siwoo Kim, but look, he does crush this course. It was his first win. It's just as near and dear to his heart as Webb, who has his daughter named after the course as many have heard 50 million times this week, but... I did not know it was daughter. I didn't know if it was son or daughter. I feel like Wyndham can go either way. I mean, Wyndham Clark is a man. It's true. Windham Clark. Windham Clark. Yeah. I fuck up this spelling so often, like when I'm writing it out. Yeah. For just whatever... Do you forget the D? It's not that I forget the D. It's just I always have like the H in the wrong spot. Like when I'm typing, like I know how to spell it, obviously. I've spelt it... Fuck, I've been, I've been writing golf columns for 13 years, and I was spell Wyndham. <laughs> but like, like when you're typing it out, it's just a really awkward on the keyboard, like where all the letters fit. Oh, okay. It's one of the most awkward, awkward typing words there is. It's like a, the name Megan, where it's classically M-E-G-A-N, but then there's an E and A and H, and people spell it all differently, <laughs> and you're always trying to get the right, correct one. And that's kind of what it reminds me of here. I know a lot of people leave the D out, so... Interesting starting point, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a crazy week. I'm with you on the chalk situation. We'll talk about it. There's a couple ways you can get different. And there's a couple guys that, that are chalk that I'm going to play. Like, yeah. it's, it's not that I'm not playing the chalk guy. I'm only going to play the low-owned guys. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't fucking work either. But you have to just not play, like, or you said, like, get different with how you're going to do it. Because below, fuck, $7,700, just get different there and you're fine. Yeah, there are plenty of guys that are going to be 5 or 6% owned that you can just play 12, 15% of no problem and just build your lineups differently or keep those keyed into them. But also just roster construction in general. We talk about it. be a good segue when we do get to the top, but just in general around a lot of guys will just want to play like what worked last week. Last week you played one of those guys. Let's say you got right on Finau and you pivoted off of Cantlay at lower ownership. So you played Cantlay, or sorry, Finau. You played the two guys like Henley, Siwoo. You dropped down to Rogers and Clark and you landed on Pendrith. There's an example of last week even Pendrith by the way was 28% in that <laughs> yeah, tournament crush. so it's like you you play that type of lineup and it worked perfectly the tendency is to go back there but this week we got something a little bit different we'll get there when we get to the 8k range where the 8k range is just loaded there's a there's a I put it this way with Kenny on the fantasy golf generous podcast I said there's a sales pitch 
for pretty much everybody in the 8K range or a narrative or whatever you want to call it that you can put to it. And that causes ownership to explode in there and their rosters to be very balanced. Except for one guy who I really like, who I don't think anyone is using. Justin Rose? No, it's Bezadenhout. Oh, yeah. He, I actually like this story, too. We'll get to him. <laughs> he, he is one that is lower, but I think you'll still see like 10%. 8%. Yeah, 9%, 8, 8, 10%. Yeah, yeah. But like some of these guys are going to be 17, 18. Oh, for sure. I, I agree with you. Like if it's between Poston and Bezadenhout, just give me give me Bezadenhout. Yeah, Poston's playing better, obviously, but Bezadenhout. Yeah. These are these, if he's ever going to have a shot to win, it's these types of fields, these types of courses, I feel like. I think it's these types of fields. I think you nailed that point. What I, what I think the general public thinks is Bezayden Hout, the grinder, the 30th place guy, yeah, tougher for, field. He's like a mini uh, Matty Fitz in yeah, a way. Sure. Where, 47th in a major doesn't really do anything for you. Right, but that, <laughs> but what people are forgetting is, and this is the old Adam Scott thing, and why I liked Adam Scott here last year so much before he hurt my feelings with that missed five-footer <laughs> at the end, was when Bezayden Hout's getting 35th and 40th in these majors, think of the strength of field is like 800. 900 that we're pushing it has all the top players in the world at the John Deere Classic just a few weeks ago when JT Poston the aforementioned Poston won that tournament who was in second Bezadenhout because it's more about the strength of field he's better than a lot of these guys but people see him as a grinder that only comes top 30 and 40th because he's playing in the tougher fields my bets for the Wyndham Championship I've only added one since Monday I tried to keep it small <laughs> I went down with my losses for the season it's not great I heard that yeah it's not fun okay yeah it's not fun the or transparency ch- is appreciated by many, I'm sure. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah, it's, I, I get into a situation where I do try to be transparent with everyone out there. And listen, you can't listen to the show every week, hear what my picks are, and have me be claiming like, oh, I'm up a bunch of money. Like, Yeah. Th- thankfully, you don't do that because that definitely... Yeah, but that weak. wouldn't even make any sense. Like, people would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, I can see the picks. Yeah, you put and, the sheet out every week yeah, with the exact numbers. And, and I do bet, like, that. that is what I'm betting yeah. this week. Like, I will have other bets on the side. And sometimes I'll lose them. Sometimes I'll win them. They're basically a wash. Mm-hmm. Like I'll play a couple. I have a, to make the cut parlay this week just for kicks for me. It's like a ten dollar, two hundred to one or it's something. It's a lottery like ticket. Of yeah, like mind. it's just, just something to, it, yeah. something to keep me interested throughout the week. Like hey, if this hits, like whatever. Yeah. It's just a way to lose more money essentially. <laughs> exactly. But like one of them hits a year, you're like okay, it's even. It's one of those things. It's like the head to head matchups. Like I play head to heads every week, but I always play like a six seven head to head parlay. I actually hit a big one in Memphis last year. It saved okay. my entire year with it. Either way. I like it better than like the scratch. I like scratch tickets at the store sometimes. Yeah, this fun, is my version of that. But this is your version. You can put your educated guesses into it. So I get it totally. But the reason that I'm not, I mean, I'm bummed that I'm down the amount of money that I'm down, but I didn't bet with any money I didn't have. Like if this was me eight years ago and I lost that amount of money, like oh, okay. I, I might lose my apartment. <laughs> Doing a little bit better now. Not that I can afford to lose that money, but I can yeah. Is the way that I look at I it. I get like, what you're saying now. Like, that's fun money for me. Like, the, if it if that happened every single year, it would be a problem. But it doesn't happen every single year. So, sometimes yeah. you just have a shit year. Yeah, just keep making more money. That's how you get ahead. Yeah, just, yeah, I got to do a few more shows. Earning, so, earnings. So, I mean, you might hear an extra ad sponsor or two in the audio <laughs> podcast. But uh, Now you know why. Yeah, yeah now you know why. Because Pat's down money on golf this year. Yeah. But, I mean, I see it a lot with... I mean, I've never been a full-time daily fantasy player. I play anywhere between like 300 and 1000 bucks a week. And it's usually more like 450 something like that. Like just, I like to play because I like to make teams. I like to make picks. But I never, ex- like when I bet, I do expect to win, which is never a good thing. But like, I feel like I'm better at betting than I am at DraftKings. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to spend like 2000 Like in order to be competitive, I think. And if you're not just doing it for entertainment purposes, which I am, like you need to be playing like, four grand a week, 4,500 a week, like in those bigger stakes tournaments with a smaller amount of people in them. 
And that's actually how you can achieve your ROI if you're good. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would argue the other side a little bit is not about how much money you put in, but I do think contest selection is where you're what yeah. you're trying to say there. Yes, that it's is. The, here's you're, the example. You're here to interpret for me. Yeah, someone comes in with a hundred bucks, and what do they do right away? Oh, the twenty dollar pays two hundred fifty k up yeah. top. Five lottery tickets. Well, you just went to the the corner store and bought those scratch tickets we just talked about, and you're shit out of luck. That happens. You go on the other side though, and you look at it. There is five dollar single entries. There is twelve dollar single entries that have a thousand. Like it's a much higher likelihood you at least have a shot in those but then the second piece that they get wrong is then they play hmm, scared i won't say the other word they play scared in those and it doesn't work out for them because they're like oh it didn't work out at all but you played the shittiest lineup of all time in that tournament so you need to sort of do both right you need to have good contest selection play a little bit less scared scared money don't make money people talk with us all the time but that's an example where you could actually achieve a better roi but you said it off the top pat People don't get excited about turning twelve dollars into two hundred and fifty, even yeah. though that's incredible. And and that's like they didn't even win it; they just turned twelve into two fifty. That's a huge week. And then when they do get that score, they go and put it in the next week. Now they're in the hundred dollars single entry right away, or the two hundred dollars with fifty k up top. They bust that week and they're back down to ground zero. I guess uh, yeah, I, you said it how I wanted to say it. When I said like the four grand, the forty five hundred, five thousand dollars, the reason that I use those figures is because once you get to that level and those are the stakes that you're playing, there are no contests that are big. You're always playing in smaller tournaments at that point. Yeah, most of the people that have the four or 5,000 like myself or others to put in per week got that money from Daily Fantasy. So they had to learn the hard way, the school hard knock, whatever you want to call it. They, they paid their tuition and dues, got that money that way, learned the hard lessons they need to be able to flip that $4,000. And it doesn't work. We lose just as much as the others, but it's we, we are deploying it likely in a better way and then that's how you see us have success or the same results thereafter because we're playing against other strong players but we're playing in the way you need to play taking on the risk but to kind of harken back to the losses that mm -hmm. come from it like that's my bankroll like yeah i have more to, to back it You've up got more to deploy like, not I, i'm not i'm not not betting this week yeah and also your number was over the season yeah. Well, you weren't, you weren't like last week. No, no, no. I lost That's over X. the course it's, of the year. You yeah. got to divide it up. And you had a lot of clothes. Like it literally was probably one five foot putt away from oh, this. Listen, because you, you can name all those. As I said, like if I hit two winners the next four weeks, I'm going to be up money for right. the year. Exactly. And if two of those nine second place finishes just end up first, I'm up money. Like, yeah. And that's, it'd be different in football, I think. Because if you're down that much in football, it's like, oh shit, how do I get... The only way that you can get the money back is by chasing the money. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do that in golf. It's, fuck, if Svensson wins this week, I'm set. Yeah. <laughs> you know what there I mean? You go, yeah. Yeah, so, the like, odds are there for you to be able to find yeah, your way back pretty quick. Yeah, like you hit a 90 to 1, a 70 to 1 somewhere, and they just haven't been hitting this year. And that's really been the issue. Football, baby. Same game parlays. Can't wait. Let's go. Maybe that'll be a feature, because I, I believe that you and I are going to do this type of show, DraftKings show during football season probably live on fridays we'll take questions but we'll do the same sort of format we'll make the DraftKings picks we'll go through the ownership maybe we'll look at the weather probably not throw a same game parlay in there yeah and, and then we'll throw, throw a same segment game, throw a segment with the same game parlay maybe we'll hit that up uh, yeah. either way so the bets for this week probably gonna be losers uh, as i've become <laughs> accustomed to see Woo! kim 27 to 1 let's have it Ugh. Corey connors 29 to 1 russell henley 30 to 1 svensson got her up in smalley seven 70, 75, 90, all with five places. And Matthias Schwab at 200 to 1 with five places. I am using Siwoo in the one and done. Henley is for Jeff. Guess who Tim has put the curse on this week? Oh, gosh. Let me think. This is the big reveal. Is it Sungjae? It is not Sungjae. Who is it? It is. I want to see what his projected ownership is, too. Oh, he's pretty high. Horschel. Okay. So... 
Keep that. Although we had Cam Young last week. Cam Young worked out. Actually, he's, yeah. He's still in last in the one and done. <laughs> but there you go. Last week, Cam Young came through. Nah, not really. He needs a win. Yeah. Cust hasn't hit a winner in the one and done since Rory at the 2018 players. Okay. But, but he's, he's good with 10K and above picks and Horschel's 10-3. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that works. And that's kind of what you hearken back to. What we were talking about before the show is that the chalk that's been hitting has been the expensive chalk in these tournaments. Well, and winning. Your betting card looks like you read some of the data. You, you said you, you dropped the losing number. You watched some of the stuff. You heard some of the documentation out there. No long shots are winning. I just threw it up in the tidbits. It's been that way. I think uh, PGA Splits 101 posted it out. It was like the last 11 winners or something. The the highest odds were like JT Poston at 40 or something. Yeah. So that, I mean, your card says it. And for good reason. It's another course, like you said. So I've got a similar like Harmon 35, uh, Danny 45, Riley 66. Like I'm, I'm trying to look in that range for guys that I think could come through and get a W because it has not been a good season for the long shots. Well, the funny thing is, and the Poston one notwithstanding, really, it's that if a top 20 player has been in the field of any of these events, that one of the top 20 players like in the world rankings mm-hmm. wins that event. Poston won, but there were no top 20 players in the field that week yeah that that is crazy it's wild how it goes right i saw a lot of like why are we still betting long shots well a lot of long shots were right in the mix or had their opportunity we get each ways so it's a little bit different in that sense too and you can always back up your bets even if you don't have each ways where you're at you can bet top 20s top 10s top fives like you can double down that way and and try and get after it but uh, i'm still going to continue to bet long shots i like it and like you said it's a chance to to really explode if you hit one of those chance to get all your money back there's only two top 20 players in the field this week in the world ranking zalatoris and horschel one's cursed one's cursed so willie z is is your winner one is due to win i'm telling you i joked about it on monday but this is just what it's i'm I'm predicting it's this week or next week and i've been off them all season i've talked shit about them plenty i just feel like it's one of these two weeks because and everyone will say next week's better of course it's and i I even wrote that up in golf digest this week that i think that zalatoris is a better bet to win just a better wager next week because his odds aren't going to be. He probably is, and the number should be better. The, and all, all the number will be better. It's one of the hardest strength of fields. I don't care about strength of field with him, honestly. Like, no, that, he, that's he, what people would say. But I'm saying like 18 in this field or 28 in next week or 30. I don't know what it'll be. The, the, no, the number on paper, I feel like, appears to be better this week for Zalatoris. I would say that the difference is, as we've come to see, is that in a putting contest, yeah, maybe he can get ride the hot putter. We know his approaches are good enough. But at a course like this where you can get who's a random name that i can kind of chuck out here there's lots if anherban lahiri has an awesome putting week he can win here yes because it's one of those courses a lot like the players championship in a way where you don't need to hit the ball 330 yards you can hit it 260 and you're fine it's just so hard for willie z to find it for four days for whatever reason that's where i struggle but like i just saw a heel turn on this on the last on last weekend sunday he went seven under, gained a stroke and a half with the putter, showed us it's what we know he can do. And can he do it for four days or three of the, If he does that for three of the four days, Willie Z ships this tournament. Yeah. And oh, he, he should have been like 10 under on Sunday last week. So it's like, it, it's to me, it's not so much anymore of the birdie fests or the putting contests. It's he's just another Morikawa or JT where the minute he finds it for three out of the four rounds, it's game over for the rest of the field. And that's... What it, you know, I just feel, I feel like that's what always happens, Pat. Oh, I don't want to, I bet this guy all year at 30 or 25. I now, had him on my now, futures at 50 and 70. And then you get him at the last event of the regular season. And all of a sudden, bang, the guy hits the winner at 18 or 16 or whatever your odds are out there on him. So I, I could easily see it. And I'm not going to be super stunned if he wins. That's not the point that I want to make. It's right. just Davis Love could win this week. Oh, God. I mean, he this won like three is... years ago. <laughs> like, it's one of those stupid courses where. 
old dudes can compete. It's a lot like the heritage in a weird way. And we've seen a lot of crossover success between those courses. Jimmy Herman yeah. bobbling the bottle in their room yeah. with the cap on. Hitting that like four iron stinger. Oh, that, God. Was, that was great. But like, Her- 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 like Herman's a great example. He won here two years ago. Yeah. Oh, he did. It's Jim Herman, the Herminator. Who was the other? So Billy Horschel obviously should have won that. He couldn't make a little putt yeah, down the I, I had money on him. But there him. was someone else. There was a young guy in the mix. Was it Redmond? It was Redmond. Doc Redmond. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. I was like, man, how did one of those guys not win? And Herman, that's why he was bobbling the water bottle. He did, had the cap on and everything because he just couldn't believe it as it was going down the stretch. I had money on Horschel that week. Last year, I had money, I believe, on Henley, Grace, and Siwoo. I had two, Scott here last Two of year. them lost in the playoff, and Henley missed the three-footer to not make the playoff. I, I was Scott almost missed- counting the damn money. It was so close. He had a four-footer, a five-footer. It was like right there. <laughs> and he'd been playing great that week, and we'll, we'll talk about him. But yeah, that, that was definitely a tough loss there. But I just look at Memphis next week, TPC Southwind. It is a legit ball strikers course we saw brooks win losing strokes putting we saw jt win losing strokes putting last year hideki lost strokes putting and lost in the playoff because answer made that bomb on the playoff on oh, the yeah. three-man playoff now those guys putted well for the week yeah. but this is one of the very few tournaments every single year where if your tee to green game is good enough like you have your like good tee to green week you don't need to putt, really. You just can't be a disaster putting. But you can be, like, very neutral, slightly below, slightly above. This is, Southwind doesn't take an eight-strokes game putting performance in order to win. It could right. take a .5, and you're good enough if the ball striking is there. And that's just not really the case for most courses. That's why I like Zalatoris next week. Although Zalatoris gained four-strokes putting at Southwind last year. So there All right, first-round leader bet. He carries over the putting from last week. And then at least gets off to a good start here. He goes out early in the morning. Let's see if that works. Zalatoris, 33 to 1. Okay. That's where we get him at, Pat. That's that's what we do. I got another first-round leader for you, too, is Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell, Omramuda. People liked him at the Open. He didn't really come through there for him. But I, I think he's another interesting. Him and Hubbard both. Like, I, I don't know. I haven't put them all in yet. But those are some of the guys I'm looking at here. And Zalatoris just makes sense off everything you just said. If he just carries over that putter from last week, gets the hot start here. Maybe it's enough confidence to go the whole week, but I, I did see, by the way, a, a boost, 125 to 1. Zalator's first-round leader and win. Put a, put a $10 sprinkle on that and then put the rest like heavily on the 33 to 1. There, there's your bet. Weather for the week. We got nothing, really. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be any. It seems to be exactly the same in the AM and PM. There's a bit of rain overnight, at least projected, uh, between Thursday and Friday, but not enough to make a difference, it seems. It's not going to be delayed. No real wind. Uh, You know, earlier in the week, I was worried a little bit about that. Like, would we see a potential delay, thunderstorms, things like that? that You can see here where it could push something. I I currently don't see that looking at the super forecast on WindFinder. And then also, the water that's going to come down, you know, doesn't look like enough. The the rain, I should say, is going to come down to to get it a little bit wet out there in the mornings for them. It looks like it could balance out again. We'll see. Uh, Do a premium show on Run Pure where we'll talk about it further later in the day if we see something pop up. But I, I personally... Don't see anything to worry about right now. And it's another gettable course, just like we saw last week, even though the advantage existed on paper, definitely came through. I'm not denying the edge that it was. I'm saying, you know, you can still find guys that come through and score in the in the other wave. So it's not something where I'm going to go crazy with it here. No, I, I don't see any. I mean, you could do it to do it. I like it anyway. And you might walk into it. Well, you know, we could talk for just two seconds on that because there's not much weather to talk about. But just for the, the roster construction factor of weeks like this, when I say there's a lot of chalk, one of the ways just to differentiate yourself where you literally can't play that chalk is if you commit to a weather stack. You can still play the chalk in the you know weather. It's But it's not a weather stack. It's a wave stack. It's a wave it's, stack. And it, it, line, it, it, an and it lines you up with 
different people than it, the chalk is you, normally you, on. You naturally have to skip guys. So it's just a way to get different and do that. I have no problem. And this is definitely a course that I actually like that for just because there is a chance for pop-ups or anything like that that could come along the way. So I'm happy to do it here for sure. You are at a pocket next week. What day are you leaving? Wednesday? I'm traveling on Wednesday. That's why. You're traveling so. on Wednesday? Yeah. The, well, the flights from here suck. So it's like it's another three-stopper. Yeah. And so I'm leaving early on Wednesday morning, arrive later in the day, and then I'll go to the course Thursday morning. You want to do Tuesday night next week, or are you busy? I uh, probably won't work with just setting it up, family night, things like that. Fair enough. I go yeah, away. you are going away for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, uh, otherwise, I'll... I would commit to it. But like I said, uh, you know, definitely excited about the NFL show. And then anything you want to do down the stretch, we're good. We're good. I don't want to do much golf down the stretch. Paul, question. I don't want to put Tambo on the spot, but like we could just he could like late night when the kids are in bed. Hop yeah. on. That that would be more likely than coming he over. He doesn't here. have to come down to the office. Yeah, I can do it from home. He can do it from home. Yeah, that, just, that would definitely be an option here. for sure. Yeah, that could yeah, work. That so maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. Let's talk. If, about if not, that. I don't want to. I don't want to. If you don't want to do a tambo, I'm sorry for. Uh, no, no, no. That's that definitely I, better. My point was to get over here. Next yeah, to yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, so. absolutely. This is how we do meetings. Yeah, and I don't really want to do like by the time BMW and Eastlake rolls along, these Se- shows are seventy men and a thirty man. Thirty man's not worth it. It's football season at that point. I agree. So we'll we'll get more into that. So ownership for the week on DraftKings. I think it's going to be some combination of Henley, Siwoo, and Sungjae as the top three guys. That's what I'm seeing right now, at least. That's what I see. Okay. All good plays, by the way. On paper. Yeah, no, like, if I was, if you were to ask me, like, objectively, Pat, if I had to start a cash game and there was no salary, those three guys would be very near the top of my list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, uh, who's the other guy there, too? Do you think it's going to be Horschel or Lowry as the next highest 10K guy? Or both. I've I've got it right now is very close, but probably Lowry. Okay. So that'll be close and then it's like Connors is close. Like I think he at least keeps Henley in check somewhat because pe- people want to play Connors. I, I I put it out on Twitter yesterday, like I always do just to get an idea and you know, definitely people have interest in Corey Connors this week. Tom Kim, eighty six. Yep. People have interest there. Poston? Yeah, he's another he's another one. And then you got like Svensson, uh, Harmon a little bit too. Harmon is eighty three. I feel like Harmon's going to get a squeeze though, because you like although the eight K range is incredibly popular, um, I just don't see how you can play everyone. Yeah, you can't. I think it'll be very balanced in here. Who like who are the guys? The lower owned ones I would say would be like Bez, Pendrith, because Pendrith didn't come through last week yeah. and now got the price bump. Even though he looks good and people will still play him, so I'm just saying it's like the uh, a much higher end version of the Scott Piercy effect from the previous week where didn't come through on Sunday, and then obviously ownership just goes away. Penders won't completely go away, but the fact that he did not come through and the price got the bump, it at least gets squeezed a little bit there. So uh, it's tough to say. Wise, another guy, optimizers just love him. So I think at 8,100, you'll see Wise get steamed up. I would say that Rose and Riley are the two lowest owned, maybe Kisner. Yeah, those two down at the bottom. Kisner will get some, but uh, yeah, Rose for sure, very low. Riley lower. And then uh, Bez and Pendrith, sort of in that middle range there. Is there a reason not to use Riley? Just he had two bad tournaments? That's all you can say about him. Yeah. Again, I, I, here's one thing I will say. We'll, we're talking about it. I suppose we'll get into it. But the driving accuracy thing, obviously it's extremely important here. We know the stat. You're in the fairway. 85% of the greens are hit from there, et cetera, et cetera. Go, it's not saying accuracy is not the most important thing because it is on paper. But driving distance is, I think, 15 yards lower at Sedgefield For than sure. anywhere else. So it's but easier to But I guess what I'm saying is you can overweight a stat too. Like, so I'm, you know, a lot of people are playing every 
short knocker dude that there is out there just to say like, I'm going to put them all there. They all, they have terrible win equity in your lineups. And a lot of people are leaving talented golfers on the table at lower ownership because they don't have the same stat in the model as somebody else. And it's like, but they're very talented golfers. So you use Riley as an example. He's boom or bust. He could be, but like, Going back to Siwoo, the course history is phenomenal. The stats on paper, phenomenal. The form, good. But is Siwoo like an every week top 10 guy that no. warrants almost 25% ownership? No, he just isn't. I don't care what you say. It's just not how it works. Like, so, if you get into a situation where, I mean, Siwoo might be the highest known guy this week. It looks very, very likely, yes. Trust me. When you're on Siwoo Kim, there's the three putt on hole number two. All of a sudden, no, oh, Siwoo's clutching his back. Like, Siwoo Chalk Week results in WD. People forget that he's in that same bucket as, like, Nah and Day. He's not afraid to withdraw from tournaments for no reason. Usually when he when he wins, and he's won multiple times, obviously, but, like, the weeks that he does really well, I'll say, for daily fantasy purposes, or wins, are when it's, like, no one was on him. And, like, oh, of course, Siwoo pops this week. It's not when you are hopping on him at 25 to 30% ownership, depending on the stakes. And another guy like that, too, I mentioned him before, but Aaron Wise... Wise chalk weeks don't usually end up being very wise. We'll just say it that way. But you know, just you can, you can definitely get different with them. But it just goes to show again. Looking at that range, Poston, Harmon, Wise, Tom Kim, Siwoo, even a little bit of Denny McCarthy. Keep hearing the flop leg. Guess what? It's not really flop leg when he ends up 20 percent ownership again. And you know, it, flop leg to me is like when the week before they failed, when you were all on them, and then the next week you're not. You completely abandon them, and like, then you're like, of course. Hubbard's getting the same thing this week, like. Hubbard's not going to be low-owned. Right. He's not going to be super highly owned, but he's right. not going to be low-owned either. 13 14% yeah. is sort of where I see him at, and it's exactly true. It's like that. Him and Denny are probably 13 to 14% guys. You can still get overweight. You can still play your 25 to 30%, do your thing, and be happy with it. I'm just saying, don't don't act like nobody's going to be on them this week because they failed last week. It's just not how it works anymore. Yeah. So This is in 2017. Right, yeah, yeah. Play your guys that you want to play, but don't don't expect them to be 5% because they failed last week. Like, it's not how it works. It's funny because Day actually had a decent week last week week yet no one wants to go back to him yeah two guys uh, so day is what 7800 yeah like day and rose play him <laughs> yeah maybe yeah exactly and the problem is the range right that they're in you talk about like davis riley keith mitchell hubbard stallings muñoz long are you playing stallings like this can't I'm, continue right I'm, I'm not on stallings the guy i like here is uh, above him keith mitchell I like him quite a bit this week at 79, even playing with Hubbard. You can play them both. You don't have to decide. You, you get six lineup spots, and they're both under the average salary so uh, remaining. So I, I do think that you can play them both, but I actually like them both this week. I'm just looking at the range. Like I like the 77 to 75, like Munoz, Long, Streelman, Goderup, Svensson, Smalley. Yeah, like all those guys. I think that they're fine. I don't, it doesn't seem like any of them are going to be long might actually be the most popular one. Because people are just so fed up with Goderup, although he continues to like play well every week. He just doesn't. People bet him to win, and then he doesn't win. They're like, "Oh, this guy sucks." Yeah, but he scores. He always outscores his finishing position on draft. Yeah, you need a made cut from him, and then he's going to come through for as a DK value for you potentially. Again, you got to think about what the guys around him do, and there is guys there that I like better. But he is an example that I gave earlier of a talented golfer that everyone loved, and all of a sudden they're like, ah, didn't work for me a couple times. He he's the guy that could come through, and we saw it plenty this season. I, I think the best example I could give would be uh, Hilton Head, RBC Heritage. No one wanted to play Cam Davis. No one wanted to play Cam Young. 
and they just tore that place. Oh, this course doesn't suit them at all. It's short. It's tree lined. It's etc. And then oh. they go out and just destroy the place. Oh, okay, that was that was my best week on DraftKings this year because I had Spieth and Cam Davis, and Cam Davis had that like eight under Sunday. It was like yes, yeah. And, but again, go. on paper, the course did not look the best for them, and I get it. But again, you start leaving talented golfers behind. They can find it on any. They're the best golfers in the world. They're not the best golfers on said course yeah. in the world. You, you, they can find it. Trust me, at this course. Yeah, they're so. not Luke Donald heritage. Yeah, it's it's totally <laughs> different. That, that's where I think it gets over exaggerated. People will is Tambo saying driving accuracy isn't important? No, I'm saying that something can get exaggerated to where it's almost being overweighted, and now you can find and pick up some good guys at lower ownership based on that. Of the guys I just mentioned, that mid sevens, Stallings, Long, and Svensson are the ones drawing the ownership. I would think, and Hubbard. I feel, again, could be wrong. I feel like Munoz will get more ownership than Long, even though it'll be close. I'm just saying. I, I like Long better. I, I do too. But maybe they'll be equivalent. Yeah, But I don't think it's going to be prohibitive. That neither you have great them. history. They both rate out okay, but then it comes yeah, down. Where does Adam Long have good history? It's like either he's playing well or he, he is missing 20 cuts. Exactly that, yeah. Mm. He's the, uh, what did Kenny call him? The the white Sibu Kim? It's like boomer bust. So there's you know an example when you go down... From eighty six, what is eighty eight hundred for Siwoo to seventy? Save eleven hundred bucks. Find a boom bust guy that could find his way around here. It's fine because I wouldn't really quali- like qualify him that way. Yeah, he has the one win that was years ago now, beating Hadwin and Phil in the playoff at Amex. But I keep using him as my head to head play in my golf digest column because he comes like T twenty two every week. Mm-hmm. Like if he makes the cut, he finishes inside the top twenty five. But he never yeah. finishes inside the top 10. At 7,700, that's that's great. That's, that's good value. Yeah. you know, And like I said, if you can outscore it a little bit on a course like this where you will find some points out there, I think uh, he's definitely interesting at 7,700. Champ is actually playing well. Is he's he? putting, he's hitting his irons, he's driving, and he is the antithesis of the player that you talked about. But he's a good player. He's won three times, twice on the PGA Tour? Three times. Three. Three. Why not? Because I hate him. Okay. Yeah, I just can't stand the guy. And two weeks in a row now makes the cut on the number. From and then and then scores and then for you. Dominates over the weekend. Yeah, just don't like him. Good for he, good for him. He's gonna be legit, like one two percent. Uh, yeah, I've got three percent on him. And I feel like if if he makes the cut, which is always a big ask from Cameron Champ, that he like he smashes the value there. I just want time to be up for him so bad that I'm trying <laughs> just to will it into existence. I, I don't know. Again, like when you've got. Munoz, Long, Streelman, Svensson, uh, even Smalley, the, the home course narrative. I don't love him, but just, you know. Yeah, but thought, no one is latching on to that because he failed last week. Right. So you're getting a little bit of a discount based on that. You've got um, Ches Reevy just won a couple weeks ago. I feel like just, that's good enough for Ches. It probably is, but at 7,400, again, you can you can get away with a lot of that. J.J. Spawn playing incredible right now. One on the Win on the season. Another guy that I think actu- has actual upside and can score well on this course is him. Aaron Rye fits that mold. Makes Aaron Wright does actually fit that mold quite well. Like all, all these guys, you, that's where I'm going to concentrate to because the 6K range, and we didn't get there, but it is very lackluster this week. And I'll be using it some. I've got some stands I'll take, but um, using it to push up the lineup construction to like double stud or something where I'm just forced to leave that 8K range behind. That's what uh, you were you would hit on that we kind of buried the lead on is that if you go double stud, so if you go Zalatoris, Lowry, Lowry, Horschel, Sungjae, whatever, two yeah. of those... 10k guys even if they're chalk your lineup will not be chalk correct yeah <laughs> that's exactly it and it's also an, an age-old thing that i think it's you know maybe it's beginner versus advanced or whatever you want to call it. it's not you know saying it that way just to put it out but like oh you, you're playing m at 
24% ownership, that's horrible. Well, what if I'm playing him with Zalatoris? <laughs> I could play 10% in at that point, be way under the field on the 25, and I don't have leverage, but I definitely have leverage on your shitty M lineups because you're building them all the same with no double stud or on the majority. So I'm actually building all my M lineups different, and people aren't doing that. That's where they mess it up and say, oh, you had no leverage on the guy and you just got there. No, I built all my lineups with a second stud that's more expensive than him. He was my second guy in every lineup. He was your first. You, the 24 of the 25%, 90% of them are probably playing M and then dropping down. If I go Zalatoris M and have 10%, I'm underweight, but I also played him better than you in a way that could be better than you, at least for the week. Yeah. and Different than you. Different than you with more leverage because it essentially becomes a 3v3 right. or, or even a 2v2 with Sungjae. So it's you both have Sungjae and then it's probably what? Siwoo and Posted. Or Zalatoris and Tyler Duncan. Yeah, the, the, again, like a, a Sungjae lineup is going to be like, even if they go Sungjae Henley, Sungjae Connors, even if you go Sungjae Horschel, he's still your first guy in by the numbers, and then you drop down to that 8K range, pick your guys, oh, I'll get different. I'm going Bez and uh, Rose. Okay, you are different. That's a good way to do it if you're building that way. I'm just saying you don't have to just play. I don't have to play 50% Sungjae to beat the field this week on my Sungjae lineups if my construction beats yours. It doesn't mean it will. It's how you play so that you're different. It's not who you play. It's how you play him. I, I got to get a t-shirt for this one by now. When we launched the Mayo Media Store, which we'll never do. Right. Then people always ask me for merch. Like, who the fuck would want to buy merch? I would never wear <laughs> merch that I put out. I love merch as like a Like, you're wearing merch piece. right now. Yeah, I love it as a promotional piece. Yeah. Right? To me, that's the best way Maybe to I use it. Maybe I should do it then. Maybe it's more of a marketing ploy. It's just a marketing ploy. You give them away for free. You hand them out on purpose. I, like, I just feel to, like it's a hassle. Like, it, now I have to, like, send stuff to people. Yeah, you need, a, <laughs> like, someone who, like, for us, Big T's wife, Amber, she's a saint. She runs it and, and gets it all out there to people. And we've got boxes and all that. But I think it's better as just give it all away to people. Let them represent the brand around the world. And then when you get big enough or something, you could, you could go to selling it. But I think, you know, oftentimes you're left with, like, oh, now I got all these schmediums and smalls that no one wants to buy or the triple xls didn't actually sell so yeah, you schmedium is my size you balance it all yeah we got a market right Shme here folks yeah, yeah just get, send me all your schmedium shirts patch mayo we, yeah we patch don't... mayo is going to be looking looking large yeah. in those i you know because yeah, the small has like the good bicep the get popper. the guns out yeah. but it's wide enough at the bottom it doesn't really like show my gut make, so make sure you get black too yeah and black's the no, same no no I, i'm not i mean I do you work. don't need it you don't need it but black black's a good color for someone like me Black's a nice slimming color. Slimming, slimming color. Yeah. yeah I, shade, I did, shade, actually. When I went to France, I bought one of those, like, tip, like stereotypical French shirts, like with the horizontal lines, you the would. white shirt. Looking like I'm eating a baguette the entire time. <laughs> like, no matter how good of shape, like, you need to be cokehead skinny <laughs> to pull off a horizontal striped shirt because it just makes you look like a fucking box yeah. the entire time. Like, just optically, it, it is not good. Yeah, and then you lean up against, like, the brick mortar wall with your cigarette. Yeah, and everything. my cigarette, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, piece of bread in one hand, cigarette in the other, you're good to go. Oh, I, I get my baguette, I get my barret, I do some French poetry, and I eat the Americans. That will be my look as going forward. You're but perfect for that spot, man. That was a good vacation for you. It was, but, like, the horizontal stripes Still doesn't just work. not my look, yeah. put it that way. I need, the, I need the vertical stripes or the monochromatic <laughs> look. That is what I feel more comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, just looking at myself in pictures like, do I really look like a like, Am I shaped like a box? Delete like, that. A, delete that. Yeah, like, let's get shirt. rid of those ones. Let's not wear that anymore. Yeah. 6K guys, you mentioned that you like. Um, I like Schwab a lot at 6,900. 
my guy, Johnny question marks, Johnny, uh, <laughs> I can get on him. I like that one. But other than that. What's the Schwab pitch? You bet him too. Explain that one to me. I, just, I, I know what he is. I'm so like, just talk to me about him because people probably are wondering as well. Four in a row, gaining on approach. He is someone that loses strokes off the tee, but primarily because he doesn't have a ton of distance. He hits a ton of fairways. By and large, historically he does. That's been kind of off and on. But I went back and looked at like where he's played well so far this season. Like He played well at Honda. He played well at Bermuda. He played well at RSM. Uh, he made the cut at the Heritage. He made okay. the cut at Colonial. And those are all the courses that I kind of lumped together with Sedgefield, like instead yeah. of having the live tour, you could have the breakaway Pete die and this course and colonial and RSM tour yeah. and Kisner would leave and Webb would leave. Like there's a reason that the same guys do well at like these five tournaments because they are the tournaments where their skill sets hold the biggest advantages. And I think that Schwab is sort of like the homeless man's version of them. And he's 200 to one. He's 6,900 bucks. Like yeah. I need him to make the cut, do a bit of scoring and come to 23 or something. Yeah, no, it's a good good sales pitch. I think I would definitely watch more live than the Russell Henley, Kisner, <laughs> Brendan Todd tour. But uh, yeah, I, I do hear where you're coming from there. I, I get that one. That makes sense. I liked a couple guys. I like Hadley. Uh, here's where I think you could see flop lag. I think this is actually a better course. I for agree. Him. I think at 69, he's same price as last week. People liked him a little bit last week. Now he's down. I'm seeing like three, maybe, you know, 4%. I, maybe not even that. So I think he stands out a little bit. How about Sabatini and Charlie Hoffman? Sabatini of picking one. For sure. His history here is pretty good, actually. Is, is electric. I, this is where I think the course history comes into play. It's a, it's a good way to use it down here, at least. I, I think in the 6K range, it makes a lot more sense in being like, oh, this guy is artificially priced up at 10000 because he's good at this course. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, surprisingly. Been, well, it's been all putting for Sabatini. <laughs> he's been really bad outside of on the he's not he's not someone i have high on my list but i'm saying if you were picking a guy down here based on that that's who you would probably go with here um you know you want a little more upside though maybe and playing well right now like roger sloan 6300 second last year he had a 31st and a 39th before that here played really well last week like i think he's an interesting guy at 6300 and then my guy ryan baroff fills in for us on the fantasy golf degenerate sometimes got to give him credit for this one but ben martin is a guy he really likes this week. We're going down in flames with him, if, if not. But I like it. He sold me enough on him that I can go to him at 6,500. He goes out early. Uh, doesn't have the best history or anything, but just, again, playing well right now, and I think he's an interesting play at 6,500. And then what do you think of, like, Zach Johnson at 6,600? I have it between him and Glover. Because Glover's been bad, but what he does well should work really well at this course. But it hasn't. But it hasn't. But that's okay. It's true. I, I know. Just, um, that's why I'm curious, just because it's like... The one thing is, I and this is... Listen, we know it's putting. Lucas Glover could lead the field in putting this week. Yeah. But I would feel a bit more comfortable with Zach Johnson on the greens and Lucas Glover on the greens. That is like, true. Lucas Glover can get it going real bad. And Zach Johnson rarely gets it going real bad on the greens. Yeah, he, he played pretty good last week. Zach Johnson last week, first three rounds, I know gained heavily on approach. Sunday was rough. But uh, I think it was five birdies every day for the first three days at least. So we know you would think about John Deere, places like that. He He's found it enough at those at times. He that hits his wedges. He hits he fairways and he that's hits his I mean. wedges well. That, if he puts that week, he's going to be fine. If he puts, he's a good value at that price. And then going back up to 6,900, you talked about Sabatini. But uh, you mentioned Lahiri 
earlier. He's actually three for four made cuts here. But he's been so bad since the players. Very bad. He's like, I got my money. Well, I got my status. E- even after the players, I think he had a couple decent events where we still played him and was like, oh, he's kind of coming into something. And then it completely disappeared. Yes. But what about Hayden Buckley at 6,900? You want like some real upside and scoring if, if he pops and makes the cut. He's a guy that to me that would definitely outscore his finishing position at 6,900. I get sucked into Buckley a lot, and you just need him not to have that, like, minus eight putting week, which just seems to happen so often. He's like the shitty Luke List. So, of note, we're we're going back out of the 6K range, but just right on the number at seven, did you like any of those guys? Because Lipsky, Putnam, Smotherman, Whaley, even Michael Thompson... That's why I'm like, do you even need these guys down in the 6K? Because those cases weren't that convincing. We're just yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think lineups. that like if, if you're telling me I have to choose between Hadley and Schwab or Lipsky and Putnam, like I, I think that Hadley and Schwab are fine. I think they're yeah. better. Oh, they're like the same. That's yeah. why I just if anyone popped there for you, stood out because that's where like Smotherman, I've got interest in Whaley. I, I I've think got that everyone everyone will have interest in Tyler Duncan. Yes, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think this is a good course for Tyler Duncan. By my stats, he actually rates out seventh in this field which is kind of insane to think about. Yeah, at 7,100, he's going to be more popular than the guys we just talked about. What, what, like, what, I mean, you have the ownership plus price plus value. If he is, let's say, 11%, I don't know if he gets up that high, but let's say he is, would he be still... Very, very bad play. Very bad play? Like, what would be like his max ownership, do you think? Like... Four? Five, okay. maybe. And that's like the... You don't want him very high owned down here. You just talked about the exact reason why. We named like 10 guys that are him. Yeah, who are the He's same. just the one that pops in the model that people will see. And it's like there's literally 12 guys, six above and below, that are the same guy, basically. I'm going back to Gim, although the approach has been dog shit the past two weeks. But this is the type of tournament where he tends to play a little bit better. Yeah. Like this, this type, like he is one of those guys on the breakaway tour, throw the Gim Reaper onto that one too. <laughs> Pete Dye courses, short courses. That's what he does. Oh gosh. This tour sounds horrible, by the way, I will note, but yeah, it's, the, it's the Pat Mayo can win money tour. These are the tournaments I, just I actually say, win you, money you, at. No, but it might be harder for you because it'd be all the same dudes you'd be picking between. But uh, on that note, same guy, he could actually probably go on this tour as well. But Matthew Neesmith. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just fairways, <laughs> greens, find his way up to the board. But I, I don't know. I think he has a little more upside than people think. So I, I like him. At 7,200. We liked him more earlier in the season. Lots of people playing him. Now, it doesn't seem like people like him as much. He might get 5 or 6% ownership, but I, I've still got him. I've got him better than Duncan in my stuff, so um, I, I would still have interest in him. But Aaron Rye is the other guy right at the same price that might get way less ownership. I'm pretty wishy-washy on Rye. He's not good. I, I don't love him. I just, I just think he's better than us, some of the other guys down here, and I would take my chances on him. But there's just like, do you, so many do, guys. Do you man. like him more than Pan or KH Lee or Chez or something? I'm going to play champ. I'm going to throw him in the pool. I've, I've got I got Chez higher than him. I've got Pan very similar. So, you know, again, what's the difference is I'm just saying if you pick 15, 20 guys in this range. Oh, then, I'm going back to Lee Hodges. That's something I'm doing. Yeah. Because no, no one will want to use Lee Hodges, but probably for good reason after watching him on the weekend. Well, there you go. There's your, your Tyler Duncan pivot. Yeah. That or, I mean, no, Jaeger had a great week. Jaeger's been playing good golf, but no one wants to play him this week. If Jaeger, well, yeah, if Jaeger and Moore go do the same thing again, it's just like it's never ending. But, yeah, Jaeger would interest me more than Taylor Moore. Like, say it that way. Jaeger didn't play any differently than he has been playing last week, except he didn't lose five strokes putting. He gained five strokes putting. That was the difference. Yeah, Jaeger's just actually really good. Yeah, People don't like know. his like off he was, the, he was, the, he was the number one guy coming off the Corn Ferry Tour. Like, he was the locked-in number one seed. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm chucking him in. I think he's no more than 5% out. And he put up, do you remember the, I think he put up a 59, and then Furyk put up a 58 the same day. Didn't Furyk put up a 58? 
Oh, at uh, Travelers. Right. Yeah. And it was the same day that Jaeger put up a 59. They're like, Mr. 59, this guy's the man. And then Furyk's like, old man Furyk, dunk on your ass. I put up a 58. How about that? And the whole Jaeger storyline goes away that day. I think I'm going to go back to Lee Biotta as well down here. Uh, he doesn't have great history, but he'd been playing really well before last week. Like, he'd made five straight cuts with pretty decent finishes. Like, he has the top 20 in there, top 30 in there. Uh, and the approach play had been really good. The chipping had been really good. And it's the first time he had lost, like, substantially putting in a while. And, like, that's a 1% owned guy. Yeah. And I don't think that he is substantially different than... I mean, talent-wise, Mac Hughes is the best player down here. It's just he has been bad. He's got to play all the H's. Hank, Herman, Hughes, I'm not Henley, playing. I'm not, Porsche, play, I'm not playing Harold. Herman. You can play them all. I'll put, play put Hunt, all the H's, the I'll H play, bombs. I'll play Hank, Hadley, and Huh. Uh-huh. Maybe Han as well. Han. He came out again on Twitter today. More more conversation. Hey, listen, he's trying to get Pip going. I, I don't blame him. Just just throw out unpopular opinions on Twitter. Have people engage with you. Yeah. Ups your stock. I think he's trying to get a live contract that ain't coming. That's that's what it looks like. Yeah, they need to live to expand. Yeah, maybe. Then he'll be fine. So overall, I mean, we kind of hit on the mid, the bottom plays that we like. We touched on what guys are owned at at the top but who do we actually like at the top like i like bez i'm playing tom kim i don't give a shit 8600 bucks i don't think that people although he's projected for mid-teens ownership i don't think people are going to get there on him for bez no for tom kim oh tom kim sorry yeah yeah uh, he's one tom that, kim will come in lower than he is projected i was just going to say that you could see that for sure because of siwoo siwoo for sure mccarthy at least getting a little bit from flop leg Kis- and drop Kis- down kisner will turn like kisner's projected low but people will be yeah. like oh Wyndham, Harmon, poston wise riley getting late steam just because people are like oh he's so talented oh, riley riley up. regardless is a good play i think so that's what my point but like it's just again it's everything pulls away from top so maybe what do you think like 13 percent? i would guess it's lower than that like, that'd, be, I, that'd I, be nice i mean if you can put him at 13 he definitely looks better for sure and I think that, I mean, the guy, dude hits, like, every fairway. Like, when, you talk, when you talk about, like, driving accuracy, dude is super accurate. The, the three stats that you want the most, like, power four scoring. Wedges and driving fairway, accuracy. Wedges, two, and birdies. It's a four. <laughs> it's, like, all him. So, yeah, I, I can see it. And his odds are good again, too. And, you know, it is what it is. But it's, you know, you go back, South Korean. First time getting his win, age 21, was Siwoo Kim. How old's Tom Kim? 20. Coming up, getting his first win. Maybe, maybe this is the spot. I think Sungjae got his first win at a... I would say that Honda is a pretty decent comp for this as well. I think yeah. what, he was, what, 22 when he got his win? Yeah. And Tom Kim's maybe better than both. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Because these guys come out hot. He's the one, man. He's the, he's the golden child. We had a discussion because the two low-owned guys in the nines... Not Paul yeah, Don't play Webb. That was one of your pieces of advice to me. I, I think Webb is the rake for sure. Because why I say that is like the com- the common conversation you're hearing this week, especially as we get later in the week. Oh, Webb's only going to be eight to ten percent. Let me grab him. Let me get on him now. Why? If you if you think he sucks, and that's why he's not getting to thirty, and you're just jumping on for ownership on almost an eleven k Webb because of course history because he always shows up here. First off, a lot of those times, a couple of them at least recently, he was actually coming in in pretty good form. He does not have that right now. You know, last week was nothing special to me. You have guys like Zalatoris, M, Henley, Connors, Lowry. That Yes, they have ownership, but it's not that much more that it's like Zalatoris might be 15 and late Webstein might get him to 13. Who do you want? I, w- I want Zalatoris still. I don't care about the course history. I never did, never will. I, I think Zalatoris is a-, a better play in that instance, for example. And I just think the more people that pile on late thinking it's sharp, are actually not, and they're contributing to the rake because now he goes to 12%, 13% ownership. 
than the eight to 10 you expected. And now that's not something I care about. If he beats me, I'll be thankful that weeks like this exist and I can continue to make money in the long term because I just think it's a horrible play at that price. It was on DraftKings. They, they gave him a bad price. Should have been 8,900 or something and let people decide. At 10-7, that's why he's not coming in at 36 and 35% like the previous two, two years to this at this course. The other discussion that we had was Hatton versus Scott. I think Hatton is clearly going to be the lowest owned of the 9Ks. I prefer Hatton over Scott. You disagree. And I think that people kind of got it twisted that Hatton's having this terrible year. He's not. No, he's not. He's <laughs> on, you know he's actually playing well. I would put our our one fifty on the the bet there if you oh, want to double man, it up. I'm going to be down as much to you as I am fucking. Yes, I will take the one fifty. Ten percent. I'll, I'll take you the double or nothing. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Hatton I get Scott, more DK points. You get Hatton DK points. Yeah. Let's do it. Done. You you like Scott in these weaker fields? I do. I, I think it's very. And another thing about it. So here's the other the other thing we didn't talk about the the elephant in the room of the other content stuff that's out there this week is the motivation and the FedEx. I don't give all. a shit. Most people that. are done with it. Most of the content mm-hmm. out there is saying like, I don't care, and I get that, but it still gets brought up. But I think there's actually more motivation in a guy like Scott who's outside the top 70. He's still in. He's fine, but he wants to get in that so he can at least play in the first two events and have his chance at Eastlake in the big payday, and he's just better than these guys in the field. And he also showed up for three or four rounds last week, whereas Webb showed up for one. Using that example, it's 10-7 or 9,200. I'll play Scott as if he's Webb. I'll build a lineup with Webb and drop Webb to Scott happily and just leave the money on the table. So of the 10K guys, Lowry and him? I mean, you like Zalatoris and M as a pair together, but like Lowry and M. I, th- I mean, Lowry, like Hatton, like I talked about that like breakoff tour with the Henleys and the Webs yeah. and those guys. Hatton and Lowry play well at those exact same courses. It's just they play well in lots of courses, so you don't consider them specialists at this style of course, but I think that they are. I agree, and I'm actually going to play four of the five. I'm just not really? playing Webb. I'm, I'm, but I'm playing more Stars and Scrubs. I talked about this already. Yeah. I'm going to mix them. I'm going to play them. So in- you're not going to have... I mean, you like Werner as a pivot. I like Werner. Down there. But like you're not, like, I'm going to get to Connors, Hatton. Well, there's only, again, this is another week. There's only 10 guys above 9K. Yeah. If I want to pick my four in the 10K range of the 10, and I don't like Hatton, uh, you know, I'm not super high on Scott on DraftKings. I, I like him, like I said, against Hatton because it's a, a head-to-head bet, basically. But, you know, I'm, I'm interested in Varner. I'm interested in, uh, you know, Connors. The ownership might be too much. We'll see where I go there. But for sure, the four guys up top and Varner are, are where I have interest. Henley, of course, makes sense on paper, but he's picking up steam. But probably play five or six of these guys. I'm going to focus on that. We've seen it, Pat, at the RBC Canadian Open. We saw it last week. What was it? Cantley, Finau, Young. These guys are still the better guys in the field. It's just the 8K guys and 9K guys you could see, or sorry, the 8K guys especially, you could see beating them. But when all the ownership pumps there, and the more than the ownership, the roster construction goes there. Yeah, I've you, got no problem just doubling up top and skipping them on purpose because there will be landmines, or there likely will be landmines in there that you you know you get there on one or two, but your other two that you plugged in the lineup fail you or something like that. For example, Henley, Connors, Kim as a start. Well, we lose you with seventy-two. That's not great. Maybe you go Henley, Kim, Poston, or Harmon, something yeah. like that. That still gives you 77 left, and then you can basically pick off whatever you want to do down here. Oh, I like Stallings. He's been good. Oh, I like Adam Long. He's trending upwards right now. Johnny Vegas pulled out, by the way. He did, yes. Uh, and then you still have 77 left. It's like, oh, fuck, Streelman, Munoz, Goderup, one of those guys. It's all the same. Balance is going to be very prevalent this week, and the main point is, like, it's so funny, but we just talked at the top of the show, joking or not, about all these favorites winning. 
And now people are like, no, oh, I don't want to play the favorites. All these favorites are winning, but let's fade the top. Let's just play Sungjae and, and Lowry or, or Horschel. Let's skip off the rest and jump down to these balance builds with Henley, Connors, 8K guys for days. And it looks so good on paper. It does. But does it pay any paper at the end of the week? We'll have to wait and see. For me, not so much. Do I want to go Lowry, Sungjae, Lowry, Horschel, or Lowry, Henley? I think that's the decision I need to make. And I'm not playing enough lineups where I am going to be able to play four of those guys. I'll skip Zalatoris. I'll skip Webb. I'm fine with that. Those yeah. guys beat me. They beat me. Whatever. Lowry, I like the best of the 10K guys. I mean, before he was cursed, I liked Horschel, but... I, I like Zal M, Lowry M. The best. Going right up to the top, and like I said, being M, my second guy. We're, we're confident in Sungjae? I'm, I'm not... Again, if he's my second guy, though, maybe he's the... So, for example, usually you'd say here, M in the Zalatoris M lineup. Usually I'd say M is my winner, and Zalatoris is my guy that comes second, jokingly. But you could definitely see this flip here, where Zalatoris ends up, like I said, getting his first W, and M comes in eighth, but really scores well, or something like that along the way. So uh, I've got no problem with it, and I think, again, it just makes your lineups unique and different. So I think I go Lowry, M, build lineups with both of them, and then use them as my starting point in a bunch, because then I'll have Connors and Hatton in the next level down. Henley's a really tough one for me, because I like it. Obviously, I bet on Henley to win. It's just like Siwoo. I bet on Siwoo to win. Do I want to get into a situation where I'm playing 25% Henley, 25% Siwoo, and it's like, Ugh. I mean, I'll just yeah, play Tom sorry. Kim at 13% instead. <laughs> that That's for sure a thing. One thing I'll say about Henley, and because I, I think he's a great play, you know, cash game, something like that, I understand. Like, he's a very, very likely top 20. It's does he come through with the rest, and then what do those do around him that mean if that's value yeah. or not? What was the opportunity cost of using Henley versus Connors or Horschel, M, Scott, or Varner, or Hatton? That's what you got to. That's what you you have to think about when you're building your lineups. Like I, I'm looking to pack win equity in with it. So if you go with Henley, you really want to make sure you got guys you think you can win, not Henley. I don't know. Again, others will think these guys can win, but if you're just going to put Streelman, Harmon, Todd, because they hit a bunch of fairways, I just don't see massive upside in those guys. I see made cuts. But even if we get a lower 6-6 six six this week, which I would expect, because we're going back to that situation where you, you probably see that, probably don't have back-to-back massive chalk weeks, I still see it that you're, there's going to be guys staring at like a 6-6 six six with all these fairway finders that they're sitting there like, well, where are my points at? And, and that's the problem. The, I, if you're going to pair up one of the fairway finders, like I think Todd is a better option than most because he can putt. Yes. Like if he gets his putter going and he's hitting all the fairways, he could win this at like minus 27. Because he's, he's won those types of tournaments. Streelman, I like Streelman. But the chances that he gets a real hot putter on the go are very slim. He does this like top 20, but that's where yeah. then people will start to make it work in their head. Like Zach Johnson just makes the cut. He could find a putter. It could be like John Deere week. Okay, make him in. Then I'm going to do Kisner. He like literally got here last year. So why not do it with him? And then you start plugging them all in and it makes sense. But I really think it's lackluster in the end when you actually see how it plays out. Uh, trying to find out. Kiradesh. Kiradesh hits a lot of fairways. Did not realize that. Uh, you know what? I didn't realize that he was even in the field. Ah. I deleted him off my sheet. He's just he's just vaping. Yeah, he ain't doing nothing. Just sitting in the corner. I think vaping. he was injured like last time he played or something like that. He's, I don't know. He he definitely did not come through. I know that much. No, he did not. Putnam was one name that you brought up that I thought was somewhat interesting. Yeah, I feel like he's figured out his putter a little bit, and that's. I mean, he gained six last week. He gained one point nine the week before that. Previously, he had lost in seven of nine starts, but. The ball striking has usually been pretty good. The around the green is good every week. And he is someone that just hits fairways. I, I do like Putnam. 
I think at 7K, he was one of the... Him and Smotherman were the two guys there that I had a bit of interest in at 7K, at 7K flat. All right, I'll check in Putnam to the prelim player pool. I only have... What do I got here? I got 23 guys starred. That either means I need to take people out of the pool or just play more lineups. <laughs> more lineups. Always the solution. More lineups? Yeah, I'll go up from 50 to 75. Grow the game, Pat. Grow the game. <laughs> grow, the, grow the rake. Pat will pay it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what we want. Home security isn't the game, but a lot of companies act like it is, trying to upsell you and overcharge you every chance that they get. That's why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. They're different. Simply Safe is advanced technology that puts the safety of me and my family first. That's why I love it, because they have 24-7 professional monitoring. I need to get in touch with someone. I can get in touch with someone whenever I want. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch the police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or cannot be reached. There's a lot of safety and comfort in that. And Simply Safe's monitoring agents truly care about your well-being and are highly trained to help keep you calm and safe during stressful situations, staying on the line with you until the help arrives. And Simply Safe's customer first policies make sure you're taken care of. Affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day and no long-term contract or hidden fees because feeling safe at home shouldn't break the bank. That's only sensible. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash mayo. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash mayo. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let's get into the chat. Smash the like button if you're out there. You gotta be subbed to Mayo Media Network in order to get a question answered in the chat this week for the Wyndham Championship newsletter coming out tonight too with all this final stuff i have a bunch of nfl prop stuff in there as well some rookie previews if you missed any of the shows please if you even if you don't listen to the football shows or whatever content download the shows uh, and there's a cuss corner as a part of the football show yesterday as well so just always download the episodes even if you delete them right away that shit helps not gonna lie to you mitchell and craft or wallace and svenson i like mitchell and craft I like, I like. I don't love Kraft. Somebody, somebody liked him this week. I threw him in the tidbits, and I was like, "Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting." So he puts a ton. He hits fairways. Yeah, he's like Todd. <laughs> it was uh, Ulrich. Oh, was it? Yeah, he, he was a sleeper play. Jeff is bald. I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> that was one of the comments I found. Last. Someone's like, <laughs> "Why does he always wear a hat?" One guy's like, "Well, obviously because he's bald." <laughs> You're not bald. Not bald. That's <laughs> like not at all. But that that is it's one of my that. big because I don't wear a hat when I golf. I don't. I just I never wear hats. Like I'm not bald. The, the P and Pat stands yeah. for professional. Like, That's why I don't have to be professional. No, no. I, mean, I get to. I, I, it's funny because I don't know. Like obviously, you wear hats all the time. But, like, I think that wearing hats on a visual medium show like this, I think that's, like, a, an aesthetic choice. That's, like, a part of the brand. It might even be a faux pas. It, but I, I'm, I, I can do I, it. I, no, it's not anymore. Luckily, I'm good to get away with it. It's you like, are. Like, that's a part stuff. of your vibe is wearing yeah, the hat. It's, it's excellent. But, like, everyone I know wears a hat when they golf. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> the hatless wonder. Yeah. You know, listen, I want to get a nice tan, and I'm not bald. Who's the best golfer right now that doesn't wear a hat? Robert Rock still? <laughs> it's, it's Well, Rock and Ollie are the only two, aren't they? Yeah. Was, wasn't someone not wearing a hat one time recently that we were like, oh, he's actually a good golfer and he stopped wearing a hat? Oh, I forget now. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why that is. But I, I think I someone's always, hat blew away during a round. Maybe. I would always wear a hat when golfing and I always wear a hat anyway. So Yeah. And I just don't. And I have a very oddly shaped head for hats. Fitted hats don't fit me. I have a very small head, but I also have a very narrow head. Yeah. So like if I get a... my 
I think I'm six in seven eighths. Okay, is like my hat size. Yeah, but like it's too big. Like I need I need to put it into the like dishwasher in order to shrink it down a bit because it's just too high and I don't like the high. I don't like flat brim. I don't like the high. I just I, that's this, not my that's not my era. I missed it. This this Mayo Media Network merch store is just falling apart because we can't get the right hats. We'll get, I, I, yeah, maybe that's why I don't like it because nothing fucking fits me. Yeah, we need to, we can't get the horizontal shirts. We can't do. We're really getting screwed with this merch idea, Pat. Oh, here we go. And if we have answered your question previously through our discussion, we'll probably... So we don't spend three hours in the chat. Because, uh, like, this is one. Seems like a similar quality-ish feel to the Rocket Mortgage in 3M. And two 10K guys was the ideal start. I think you're in on that, right? I'm, I'm interested, for sure. And I just, no matter how many people say they're doing it, I don't think it'll be enough compared to what we obviously know is going to happen based on current ownership projections. Regardless of ownership, throw that out the window. Simpson Kisner or Connors Henley? It's Connors Henley. Connors Henley. Uh, great content this week. Thank you, Timo Fay. Appreciate that. Smash the like while you're here. Thanks for the content all year. Quickly became a must-watch show. People are saying that, by I like the way. That. 2v2. I Denny and Long or Hatton and Jaeger? Denny and Long. I like Hatton and Jaeger. Uh, not close for me. I mean, Hatton is by far the best player. Maybe. Price, everything, all-inclusive. Price, I mean, you have, you, have, you have a Denny who's doubly as owned as Hatton, who yeah. is slightly less expensive, but he's not as He's 100 bucks more than Siwoo. I like that, too. All right. What do we think about Harris English? I think he could be a sneaky play. I do not. I think he's just, like, hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he could be done. Like, he might just be over. Are him and Webb done? Maybe. maybe. Remember, it, that was the one. Is Harris English the new Webb Simpson that we talked about? Kenny and I coined that back then, and it was like, he was. He just started showing up everywhere, the same places, crushing it, and now he's just not there anywhere. And I know he was injured, but um, maybe he's just not coming back. We don't know. Horschel Scott or M and Scott to start lineups? I like M and Scott better. Yeah, I like M and Scott better, too. Scott and Adam Long or Brian Herman and Tom Kim? If you haven't given... The button, a tap, yeah, that like button. Give your head a shake, pals. Thank you for saying it, Brent. Brent the tent. He knows what's going on. I like I like the second one with Herman and Kim, but I like Bez and Kim, not Herman and Kim. Yeah, I, I like or Riley and Kim. Uh, I like the Herman version. You really? Yeah. Is that like, is, he, is Brian Herman a secret investor in Run Pure? No. Are you he, sure? He's just, he's a guy that's usually comes through. So, and this would be the course where he would actually come through versus some of the ones we've been playing him at. So, hey, Pat, good week to go double Kim. I don't see why not. Oh, God. <laughs> Anything with Siwoo Kim might be questionable at this point. He's going to win by, I mean, I have the bet on him to win. So I hope he wins by 80 strokes. That would be fantastic. Any love for Michael Thompson coming off of three good showings? I didn't even consider Michael Thompson. And he is actually a person who plays well at all of the comp courses. Yeah, and played well, I believe, last week. Made made a lot of birdies, at least. I don't think it, I don't remember exactly how it came out, but Barracuda, three M, Rocket Mortgage, all top thirties. Yeah, seven K flat, seven K flat. You're in the pool, Michael Thompson. Going on the short list. I don't know if I'm going to end up there, but thank you for bringing him to my attention. It's the Wyndham Championship, Pat. Your spelling thing earlier. He's oh, just, he's just reminding you that it's not the you know you don't you got to know how to spell it. Oh yes, that's EP. I'm just looking at it because like it looks like it's spelled right, but it's actually not yeah. spelled right in front of me. So I guess yeah, there we go. Quit fucking up my chat, Eric. Eric, Eric is a bad bad man. He's not, but you know, uh, best show Willie Z and Buckley or Billy Ho and Adam Long. I like Billy Ho and Adam Long because I don't like Buckley. 
Yeah, I would still go with the Willie Z one. Is Webb going to get to 25%? Feels like a fade. I think he's going to be like 12%. Yeah, and I've, that's, got, I've got 13 accounting for the late steam. We'll see. It might even be lower. Thoughts on an M. Kim Kim start. I like it. Of course you do. No, I, like I said, not not interesting. Any Gim Reaper love? Yes, we were in that. Put him in the lineup. Who? M. Kim Kim M. Gim. M. Kim Kim Gim? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting closer. Is Michael Kim playing? He's <laughs> And then, and then uh, you can have M. Kim, Kim, Gim, find someone else, and then Kiradesh, Happy Barnard. He should be in Utah this week. I think the, the Corn Fairy Tournament. <laughs> Which build is more contrarian, skipping the 10Ks or starting with two 10Ks? I think starting with two 10Ks. Yeah. You guys think that Billy Ho can get squeezed sub 10%? No. No. No, I don't. How? I mean, he makes a good point. How popular Sungjae and Henley will be? It's tough to play them all together. I think it just more spreads them out than anything. That's all it does. Like, if you have Sung, you can have Sungjae at, like, 23 um, Henley at like 18 or 19 and still have Horschel at like 16 or 17. It's the same same thing. Kisner or Harmon? Between the two, who will be lower owned? I think Kiz will be lower owned. Kiz will definitely be lower owned, and I like Harmon better. I think I like Kiz better. I don't. I'm not playing either of them. I have lineups starting in the 7K range. I think I have a legit legit chance to smash. Thoughts on fading the 8 to 10K range in GPPs? And just play all 7K guys? Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Take all Tambo's head-to-heads. Well, like, man, it's obviously it can get there. 7K guys can come through the point. like, And not get there, sorry. They can score well enough. But it's like you're leaving so many guys on the table. It's just horrendous. It's like it's like when people are like, oh, Rick Gaiman posted that the optimal lineup is 43,600. Next week, I'm going to build all my lineups from 43,000 to 44,000 because I'll land on it and no one else will have it. Yeah, you got to have the right dudes. Like, it just don't make no sense. Just horrible <laughs> horrendous <laughs> love it yeah oh that's good stuff uh upper six k's buckley glee glick or brandon Woo! i'm not using any of them glee glick buckley would be most interesting glee, but glee glick is the guy because he was good until last week is brandon Wu just better than dylan Wu? well yeah. we throw him <laughs> yeah. into the m the m yeah. kim and lineups as well i feel like he pops once every eight weeks yeah i, I don't see it is this a Hoffman week? I don't think so. He did gain eight strokes on approach last week. Yeah. So maybe the ball striking is back. If you want to take that chance, I get it. I'm not doing it. I don't even get it. So go ahead if you want. I don't. I couldn't do it based on that one performance last week. I don't care about him. Harris English is so underpriced. What is his current ownership projection? I don't know. Four? Yeah. I'm not getting there. Yeah. Thunderstorms, Friday p.m. I'm not seeing it in the forecast that we're looking at. Right. This is what's so annoying. Like I said, the weather can change on a dime. It, it, like, it might. When you look it up and see right now, that is what I had originally saw. So I mentioned earlier that it looked like, what if the you know the guys get pushed and then end up coming back out Saturday? That was like on Tuesday or, uh, sorry, Monday. Yesterday was Tuesday when I was looking at it. Now, looking at the same super forecast, the same weather station, it's disappeared. And I'm sure it was like a 30% chance before or something. So just that's what happens with weather. It goes away and it could come back. So stay tuned. Watch up until lock. Find the, the weather channel, the weather tower, and get after it. And if you sub to the newsletter, then the you will have the link to the weather tower in there. So easy. Uh, let's see. Will leaving more than $1,000 on the table seem more aggressive this week considering it's the last tournament of the season. I don't know what that means, but is it better than the guy earlier that said play 6 7k guys? Yes. But I mean that's a that's a way to leave $1000 on the table, play 6 7k guys. Well, that's the way to leave a lot more that you know, that's you know, you're leaving 5000, but this is like uh, you know, a almost, but this is the the point like you can play 
you can leave a thousand on the table, no problem here. Like you, you can play Russell Henley, build your best Willie Z lineup. Say I don't like Willie Z, I'm gonna stick to Henley. And even though Henley is more popular, you've also used Henley well, leaving a thousand on the table. So you can get. Away I don't with think it. you need to leave a thousand on the table, but you can. You here. can. You can, but I don't think that like there's any reason to do that. The the reason would be for people just so that like what people are asking for is because people are pitching this, and I get it. Is that this upper tier is just a price point? For example, Willie Z this week is more than what was it a couple weeks ago? The highest priced guy was when Finau won two weeks ago. It was ten five. Yeah. As the highest priced golfer in the field is like a ten to one favorite. Made absolutely zero sense. Now we have a guy priced higher, but it's just the, the pricing manipulation. So they're saying 10K range really sucks and all these guys could get beat. Okay, well, I'm arguing the other side that they might just actually smash your 8K plays and then you're dead. Yeah, but here's what I don't like about that. And just considering all the lineup constructions that we talked about. Let's say you build this lineup. Instead of using Zalatoris, you use Henley and you leave $1,100 on the table. You're basically just in a 1v1 Zalatoris versus Henley at that point. Because you're still building your laps the same way as if you use Zalatoris. You're just leaving the $1,000 on the table. Well, yeah, but the idea is like if you went Zalatoris M and built your lineup out, you're on a different construction than the rest of the field. Yes. So now you take that same lineup, drop Zalatoris to Henley, and you're on a, uh, on a Sungjae Henley lineup. Which is going to be pretty common. But it's not the same. You can't build it the same way as someone doing a Sungjae No, Henley but you'll, you'll probably have four of the same six guys. It's just your bottom guy is going to be like 6,300. Little, di- little different. If you build Zalatoris M right now, you will get no 8K guys in there or one at max, depending on how you want to play your lineup. For the most part, you'll get no 8K guys. Most people building a Henley lineup with M will have, will have 8K guys in it. So that's what I'm saying, why it's different and why leaving a thousand. But again, this is advanced that people aren't doing that. So it's like, that's where you can get different and use a, a chalkier guy in Henley than Zalatoris, but leaving the money puts you on the different roster construction saying he's the same guy as Zal. Sure. Just an example. I just feel like if you did those builds, the Zalatoris M or the M and Henley, that you're going to end up on relatively, because everyone's going to try to like get to who's my next best guy. And then your next best guy is going to be whoever the chalky guy is in the mid sevens. Yeah, you're it's, just you're just missing the point of the 8K range. Yeah. The Zal M build to sure, start no, I, I get, cannot I get have that 8K guys. But the M, the, the M Henley lineups can have them. Can so they? We, yes. M you can Henley. at least get one in there. You can get one. Like, you're still only 7,400 per player for four players with him and Henley. Yeah. You could go further down. It's just that that's sort of the same point you always make. Like, you can do it. Uh, you could do it. You could do it. Uh, Zal Horschel lineups. Or, sorry, Zal Henley lineups. And then drop your Henley down to somebody else like a Varner. And just say Varner beats Henley. Again, you could still get unique constructions yeah. that leave the money in the difference. Higher owned and one and done. Weber Denny. Probably Webb. Webber Day? Denny. Oh, Denny? Probably still Webb. Yeah. I, if anything, that's like a hedge spot for people. They'll just go to the classic course history guys. So I think you could see that there. I know all the guys under 6,200 are pretty bad, but anyone worth taking a shot on? Ugh. I don't see it. I'm D- sure, I'm sure Duffner one or two. Duffner is uh, horrible right now, but he is 7-8 made cuts here. And some of the results are like 14th, 7th, 22nd, 24th in his last seven outings. So I, I'm not going there, but uh, Kenny liked him. So if you want to go there, you could go down to him. Uh, Pat, you used to be the king of first-round leader in long shots. Go back to your format before. I mean, I lose even more money that way. <laughs> like that's not sprinkling. You still been sprinkling? I, I sprinkle one or two, but like that's just more more for fun. Like yeah. I'm not playing like six first-round leaders every single week anymore. They're just they're not hitting. Yeah, and like the long shots aren't hitting. It's really tough. I, I used to not play round one showdown because I would just bet first-round leaders, and right. I I still prefer it to be honest because usually the the edge that everyone has is perceived. Anyone playing round one showdown is playing whatever the perceived edge is. So you got to get more unique in that, just more lineups to build. 
Samuel Campana has asked like eight questions, guy. You need to fucking calm down. What's his like, best? Just, just pick your best two and go with those. <laughs> like, is this a McCarthy week? Like, it's not a fucking question. It's not. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> Could be anybody's week. That, that's the motivation thing that I was laughing about. Like, oh, this guy's motivated. No, everyone is motivated, and that's why they're here. One and done. I'm in first. Should I start Zalatoris or Lowry for all the monies? I'd go with Lowry. I think Lowry's a safer bet to come sixth, which is all you need if you're in first. Yeah. Probably Lowry still for me, too. I just have a feeling about Zal, so. Uh, Nick Taylor worth a shot? Interesting course history here. He does, and he's a boomer bust type player. If you want to take the shot, sure. I don't see any reason why it would come through. Hasn't shown anything lately, but it is three or four made cuts with an eighth and a tenth. Yeah, and I mean, he has good course history. He's a guy who's won twice on the PGA Tour, both at shorter courses. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, it logically makes a lot of sense. I just don't like where uh, where it's going right now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, why is Pat doing a Russian accent? You need to get your ears checked, pal. <laughs> it is clearly the French accent. Uh, maybe you're not familiar with the French. Uh, I am. Is Paul Barjan in the as field? I, as I am. Well, Paul Barjan, he's not in the field, is he? I don't think so. Um, haven't been able to fit into that since elementary school. Oh, it's a tough scene for your gut, pal. Fit into what? Uh, Schmedium, I guess. Oh, Maybe lose the moobs and you'll yeah. be fine. You can fit right into it. Taylor Moore, Tyler Duncan, or K.H. Lee? Hmm. Lee? I was going to say, Lee, Lee intrigues me more than Taylor Moore. I keep saying that. But like going back to him, I have I have a tough time doing it. I know he just looked great last week, but I can find other guys in that range. It's like Taron. Obviously, Taron's been playing incredible on a on a tear, if you will. But I, I just see other guys there that I could go to instead. So, All right. So that, that answers the next KH Lee question: Does Aaron Rye make the cut? Sure, uh, I think not? so. Yeah. Question for the Q and A: Can we fire up Litsky or Smotherman this week? You like Smotherman and Lipsky, It sounds like. Yeah, that that's seven K even seven K flat range. I like Putnam and Smotherman more, but uh, David Lipsky is interesting there too. So those three. I like uh, I like this one. Who do you like for top Englishmen? Harris English or Harry Iggs? That's a good question. Harry. Harry Iggs because he's British. Uh, I, I prefer still Harris English. Matt, Wa- Matt Wallace and JJ Spawn. Any love for those guys? Spawn. Not for me. For me, Spawn. Lowry doesn't have his golf clubs. Well, I mean, that's going to be a tough scene for Lowry. Who cares? You didn't didn't Hov not have his golf clubs at the Open Championship? Yeah, but... <laughs> like, these guys are pros. They'll, they'll get them some clubs. Uh, any interest in Vince Whaley? Eh. Not a question. Please don't ban me. Oh, that's tough because it's not a question. And you know what that means. You, sir, are banned for life. <laughs> Peace. How about Taylor Moore? I mean, no. Everyone loves him. There's a reason why it's no. Yeah. It, like, how many questions are we going to get about this guy? Todd will never win a birdie fest. I believe he's won two of them. Who? Todd. Oh, yeah. Didn't he win Bermuda at like 30 under? And then he won OHL the next week at like 29 under? Yeah, Todd, Todd can do it. No, he can't do it, though. It's impossible. He's, it's just like you said. He's a guy that can find the putter. He's going to hit the fairway. He's going to find the It's just does he find the putter. And if he does, that's when it works out. And he's 7,500, so you're not paying a lot to find out. Putnam, Werner, Long, Herman. I actually like Putnam, Werner better, I think. Putnam, Werner, Long, Herman. Putnam, Putnam. Gosh, that's a good one. That, that's really tough. Probably, probably the the Putnam Varner. I, I really do like Varner at nine k. I don't think as many people are going there. They never. We saw this at the Canadian Open. Varner was ninety seven hundred. Too much here. They kept the nine in front of him. Too many guys in the eight k range that people love. I'll, I'll play some Varner for sure. No problem this week. There will not be any Stuart Sink hat tan lines for me. That is correct. I'm also not a bald, so you would never notice it anyway. That's true. Uh, any love for Lipsky? Sure. Damon slightly underpriced. I guess he's properly priced. 
Yeah, he's he's interesting, but you know you're taking shots on all those guys. Maybe you play him over Duncan. Yeah, seventy one hundred. What's the difference? Both can go low. Um, you know, Damon can Damon, win. D- D- Duncan can putt sometimes. Damon struggles with the butter. Yeah, that would be. But Damon's irons are way one, one week on. Exactly. We'll see yeah. what happens. Roy looked weird not wearing a hat in the Olympics. I can oh, see that's that. who I was thinking of when Roy didn't wear his hat. Thoughts on Munoz? Yeah. I think, I think long is better, same price. Are lower golfers better picks than players up high this week? When they say lower golfers, they mean like guys that live in trailer parks and not mansions? Like real I, low people? I just think it's another, you know, somebody fishing for like, can you just play 7K guys? Do it. You want to play all 7K guys? guys? Fucking do it. I think a lot it's of your people, money. I don't give a that shit. That one was do. bad, so I said horrible. But I think a lot of people do want to play Pat, like Henley, Siwoo, Harmon, Wise, Munoz, and wherever it lands. Like sure. an example of that. And they're like, those guys can all win. I'm just they could, but you need a lot of things to happen, and you're jamming a bunch of chalk in there too. I don't. I really don't like that overall. M Kim Kim Gim Jim Jim Herman and Konos. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jim, Jim. Most likely guys to make the cut from Rye, Buckley, Wallace, Neesmith, Jaeger, Rod. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, this ain't that show. No. You know me. Yeah. Pass. Pass on your fucking question, pal. Get better questions. Uh, do you ever throw in some lineups that are completely random where you go against what the data is saying just in case scenario? No. Like, that's how you rake yourself, I feel like. Yeah. I throw in some lottery tickets, but it's not based on that. It's no, like, you have like some weird narrative fun I'll, that I'll you like play, to I'll just play off something like, yeah, exactly. Play off a, a wave stack that maybe no one's on or play, play off of a, a talent section, something like that. I, I try and do that sometimes, but nothing crazy. Who is Andercurse this week? Maybe you should have watched the beginning of the fucking pal, pal show. Show, pal! <laughs> Turn to the newsletter if you missed or just rewind to the 1426 of the show. Yeah, fourteen twenty six when I went over everything. Uh, any thoughts on Yannick Paul? Two top twenty finishes in his last two American starts. I think Logan Paul beat the Miz at SummerSlam, so the third Paul brother could be good. Outlaw tour Is specialist. Out- Outlaw tour specialist Yannick Paul. That's where we made a lot of money with them. But uh, I, I, play, I talk about this stuff all the time. Like I don't care about these guys. There's a reason they have to do that to get in and find their way through. They're not that good. You're not a fan of the quote needs good performance to make top 25 narrative but do you believe he in the needs a good performance to make the top 10 narrative after willie z was bumped to 11 i would go with willie z because he's a good fucking player and he's 11th in the fedex cup standings yeah there's a reason that whoever yannick paul is 131 <laughs> like worse he's but it's like guys that's my whole point the ones down there are just gonna swap they all were motivated coming into the week five get in five fall out you're, oh, but I was right. I was on the five that got in. Well, you did a good job guessing this time, but five did fall out at the same time. I care. I, like I said, I would care way more about it for like the strength of field conversation. Like you mentioned, Will, Willie Z, better than most of the guys in this field, if not all. Adam Scott, better than this field and sitting in 71st, where it's like he, he's going to try and get in to be able to get to two playoff events to at least give himself a shot to get into the, the finals at, at Eastlake. So uh, I don't know. That, that's where I care about it more, but I actually don't care about it at all. So that solves that. Cbez at thirty to one, a good bet, or just too short for you guys? Well, it's not a good bet because you can bet him at like fifty-five to one. Find a better I, number. I find a better number if you want a better. Yeah, but I, again, could he win? Sure. I like, like he, him as a DraftKings play. He, I like him better as a DraftKings play. Absolutely. He and, he is the better version of Todd overall. Like if you and you pay for it, you pay another nine hundred bucks. You pay another nine hundred bucks. But it's what you just, he just came second at the John Deere Classic to eighty-two hundred dollar Poston. There you go. There's two guys right there. Matt Wallace, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't like him as much. Like, you know, he's played a couple good weeks now, but, um, you know, I just don't, I never get there on the guy, so I'm not going to hop on now. 
I'm getting to 50% Warinsky. Roll with it or start over. I don't give a shit what you do. Play 50% Warinsky. That's uh, fine. Go, go for it. Go for it. St- start over. <laughs> this guy is just asking. He's filled 10%. out 10%. He filled out a lineup and asked me about his lineup. Uh, I don't care about your lineup. I just don't. Terms of service, pal. Yeah, there we go. Don't want to. Don't want to get sued. Uh, that's all the questions. Perfect. We can get out of here because I have two more shows to shoot today. Uh, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. Leave the rating and review. Download all those episodes. So I don't. If you download the episodes, here's my promise to people who are watching right now: If you download those episodes that you don't care about, just put on auto download. It makes it much easier. And download the Fantasy Golf Degenerates as well. Then instead of putting like three ads in a show, only put two ads in a show. Because then I'll have the numbers to compensate for. What a steal. There it is. There's, there's my deal to all you guys out there. You are live tonight on Run Pure Sports with Big T in, in the crew. Yes. Tomorrow on Mayo Media Network, completely free for yep. Showdown. And then Run Pure is back on Friday night for round three Showdown on Mayo Media Network, if people are wondering. Yes, free, free shows there. Those are the, be- those are the best. We, we always find those. The weather, if it is going to come into play, we'll have a lot more knowledge on it then. We'll see some first round, second round stats. Getting into those two shows, both free on the Mayo Media Network. And then, of course, Run Pure Sports. You talked about it. Follow me on Twitter, at Toetag and Tambo. Posted the tidbits out this morning. Check those out. You can get the tidbits in the newsletter, at least the link to the tidbits mm-hmm. in the newsletter tonight. Just hit the description. You can sub for free or you can just click on it afterwards, whatever. But you can find all of that information, all the cheat sheets, all the content is going to be in there. Check out yesterday's Top QB show with me, Custom Jeff, because I thought it was a fun start to football season. Uh, as well as say, people seem to be enjoying it so far. Anyway, smash the like on the way out, sub to the network. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.